Chapter Thirty One of Gargantuan Pantagruel, Book Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Gonzales. Gargantuan Pantagruel, Book Two, by Francois Rabelais, translated by Sir Thomas Orcahart of Cromarty and Peter Anthony Mortieu. Chapter Thirty One. How Pantagruel entered into the city of the Amoral, and how Panurge married King Anarchus to an old lantern-carrying hag, and made him cry of green sauce. After this wonderful victory, Pantagruel sent Carpaline into the city of Amoral, to declare and signify unto them how the King Anarchus was taken, prisoner and all the enemies of city overthrown which news when they heard all the inhabitants of the city came forth to meet him in good order and with great triumphant pomp conducting him with a heavenly joy into the city where innumerable bonfires were set in through all parts thereof and fair round tables which were furnished with store of good victuals set on the middle of the streets this was a renewing of the golden age in time of saturn so good was the chair which then they made but pantagruel having assembled the whole senate and common councilmen of the town said my masters we must not strike the iron while it is hot it is therefore my will that before we frolic it any longer we advise her to assault and take the whole kingdom of tipsodis to which effect let those that will go with me provide themselves against to-morrow after drinking for then i will begin to march not that i need any more men that i have to help me conquer it for I could make it ashore that way as if I had had it already. But I see the city so full of inhabitants that they scarce contain the streets. I will, therefore, carry them as a colony into Dipsody, and will give them all that country, which is fair, wealthy, fruitful, and pleasant above all other countries in the world, as many of you can tell have been there heretofore. Every one of you, therefore, that will go along, let him provide himself, as I have said, this council and resolution being published in the city, the next morning they assembled in the piazza, before the palace to the number of eighteen hundred fifty-six thousand and eleven, besides women and little children. Thus began they to march straight into Dipsody, in such good order as did the people of Israel, when they departed out of Egypt to pass over the Red Sea. But before we proceed any further in the purpose, I will tell you how Panurge handled his prisoner, the King Anarchus, for having remembered that which Epistemon had related, how the kings and rich men this world were used in the Elysian fields, and how they got living there by base and ignoble trades. He, therefore, one day apparelled his king in a pretty little canvas droplet, all jag and pink like a tippet of a light horseman's cap, together with a pair of large mariner's breeches and stockings without shoes. For, saith he, they will best spoil his sight, and a little pitch-coloured bonnet with a great cap and feather in it. I lie, for I think he had two, and a very handsome girdle for sky-colour and green, in French called Père et Ver, saying that such a livery did become him well, for he had always been perverse. And in this plight bring him before Pantagruel, said unto him, Do you know this royster? No, indeed, said Pantagruel. It is, said Panurge, my lord the king of three batches, or threadbare sovereign. I intend to make him an honest man, 
These devilish kings which we have here but are so many calves. They know nothing and are good for nothing but to do a thousand mischiefs to their poor subjects, and to trouble all the world with war for their unjust and detestable pleasure. I will put him to a trade, and make him a crier of green sauce. Go to, begin and cry. Do you like any green sauce? And the poor devil cried. That is too low, said Panurge, and then took him by the car, saying, Sing higher, Inge, sol, re, ut, sol, so poor devil. Thou hast a good throat, thou wert never so happy as to be no longer king. And Pantagruel made himself merry with all this, for I dare boldly say that he was the best little gaffer that he was to be seen between this and the end of a staff. Thus was Anarchus made a good crier of green sauce. Two days thereafter, Panurge married him with an old lantern-carrying hag, and he himself made a wedding with fine sheep's head, brave haslets with mustard, gallant saligo with garlic, of which he sent five horse-loads into Pantagruel, which he ate up all. He found them so appetizing, and for their drink they had a kind of small well-watered wine, and some saw bubble cider. And to make them dance, he hired a blind man, that made music to them with a wind brooch. After dinner, he led them to the palace and showed them Pantagruel, and said, pointing to the married woman, You need not fear that shall crack. Why? said Pantagruel. Because, you said, Panurge, she is well slit and broke up already. What do you mean by that? said Pantagruel. Do not you see? said Panurge, the chestnuts which are roasted in the fire. If they behold they crack as if they were mad, and to keep them from cracking, they make an incision in them and slit them. So this new bride in his own lower parts was slit before, and therefore will not crack behind. Pantacruel gave them a little lodge near the lower street, and a mortar of stone wherein to bray and pound the sauce, and in this manner they do their little business, he being as pretty a crier of green sauce as ever was seen in the country of Utopia. But I have been told since that his wife doth beat him like plaister, and the poor salt dare not defend himself. He is so simple. End of chapter thirty one. Recording by April Gonzalez in Cavite, Philippines.